Hey, 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 it's me, Katie here. Grab a notebook, add a cuppa, and join me in the sociology staff room. Hello and good evening and welcome to the Sociology Staff Room. Super excited today, we've got two great guests. We've got Matt, who's an experienced teacher of 10 years of the social sciences, particularly GCSE sociology. We've got Chloe, uh, a teacher of all social sciences, including lots of coursework, uh, based subjects, health and social care, criminology, as well as sociology, who's an experienced teacher of six years. So we're going to be talking today about managing, working, um, it, you know, experiencing a one-person department. Uh, for lots of our uh, guests, uh, they are those who work in one-person departments and really sort of need that support. And it'd be really great to sort of find out how you guys work. So first of all, hello and good evening. Hello. Hello, good evening. <laughs> That's very, hello and good evening. I feel like, I feel like, uh, sort of like it sounded very formal there, but let's go straight in. Sorry. <laughs> Okay. Uh, first of all, go into go to you, Matt. Um, obviously, you've been teaching for ten years. Um, you you brought in GCSE sociology, which is a, a sort of massive achievement in itself to as a one person department to do that. So, like, first of all, actually, I'm sort of putting you on the spot here, actually, because this isn't one of these questions I've actually prepped. So I'll just pre warn you. Um, what made you have the confidence bringing GCSE sociology as a one person department, like new to a school or bringing in GCSE sociology? Hi, I'm Matt. What sort of gave you that spur to do that? Um, I think employability was part of it because, you know, the more subjects you teach these days, the more employable you are, particularly in our fields um, where you know, there's a lot of cross-curricular uh, knowledge, but there's also a lot of expectation that you'll teach um, outside your specialism. And I think that was part of it. Also, I just really love sociology. I did it at degree level, having not done A-level or GCSE. So it, it's just something that I felt the kids would really benefit from because the stereotype around the subject uh, is so different to our setting that bringing it to, to our kind of academy was just, it, it felt like a really good opportunity and SLT were really supportive and just kind of broadening the offer and the department that I'm in is really supportive. So it felt like a, a risk worth taking and I haven't looked back really. Amazing. And so do you want me asking how many how many students or classes have you got at GCSE? Um, this year I've got two classes at year 11 and then one class at year 10. But um, generally speaking, we have two classes a year, sort of 50 to 60 kids a year taking it. Um, as a minimum sort of as an option group really so that yeah it's, it's a pretty healthy uptake in a, in a yeah in a definitely yeah definitely and so Chloe I understand you teach lots of different subjects including sociology um, I do yes <laughs> so it's obviously I, I, mean, I suppose my question too is and again it's not a question I've, I've sent to you and I just feel bad putting you on the spot here but just sort of thinking about it, it was making me think as you was talking about it is you know you do all these subjects how do you as a one person like I'm just thinking like I've worked both in one person departments, more than one people. Currently, I'm a one person. How do you manage your workload? Like, because obviously, with that sort of, <laughs> I'm looking at your face going, uh, but do you mean like, obviously, it's all on you. Like, you're the person it, it comes down to. So, whether you're doing the sort of the, I oh know, obviously, you know, with the sociology particularly, how then do you manage all of that? Like, you've got sociology, you've got, which is examined, then you've got coursework. How do you, as one person, shoulder that responsibility and manage your workload? Um, I'm very much a person who I will take as much on as I physically can. 
until I'm like dragging myself down the corridors to get to lesson. So I just set myself realistic goals that I am only one person. There is only so much I can do in one day. There's only so many places I can be. Um, and I'm very lucky that I've got a very supportive department. I've got a very lovely head of department um, called Jason, who's really lovely and takes some things off my hands. But it's my biggest deal is knowing that I can do as much as I can do, but I also need to take care of myself at the same time, because if I do too much, I make myself ill. And then that's a lot of classes who don't have a teacher. Mm. Yeah, it's such an important point to flag up. And this is my first question to you, what challenges one person department? I, I, I've, I've, I've been a one person department for the main bulk of my early career. And then obviously the subject grew and I was you know, lucky enough to we appoint more people and now I'm on my own again it's that feeling so I sort of get you so if you're off ill there's a lot of classes that are missed so Matt do you want to sort of add to that what are, you know as a one-person department teaching GCSE sociology lots of GCSE students are accountable to you what are those challenges other than obviously if you are ill they have no teacher which is a big sort of emotional stress for some people what are the other sort of challenges that you think Matt I think there is there's a certain idea that you're the only expert and, and like you, you know kind of if you're not there what's going to happen so I had a long-term illness uh, a couple of years ago where I ended up narrating a lot of powerpoints and just started mm -hmm. sending that in as the cover so you have to find like interesting technological ways around it so I'm big on google classroom I'm big on um kind of external stuff uh, I've made my YouTube channel where everything's there so there's always a backup that was a lot of work a lot of hours and a lot of ways around it um, I think the other big challenge is being humble enough to steal from as many other teachers and departments as you can if they've got a good worksheet you take that worksheet and you you make it sociology um, you know a good lesson make everything as cross-curricular as you can so if your colleagues have to step in or even a cover supervisor who won't have that subject knowledge it's a bit like when we teach outside of our specialisms you know it's, it is that beg steal borrow mentality and, and knowing that it doesn't have to be perfect necessarily all the time it just has to be good enough to be functional um that's the main key that's i think for me when you're in a one person department is yeah. coming back to those gaps later Yes, yeah, so, so, so Kim's been like a constant theme about this perfection idea. I think there's something that's been mentioned in a lot of the podcasts that I've done. And like, it's the idea of being willing to sort of borrow, magpie, whatever you want to do it, share good practice across other teachers, obviously using, you know, whether it be a Facebook group or whether it be like a, someone in your local like, area in another school or like you said, other faculties or departments that, you know, good pedagogy is good pedagogy, whether it's, you know, teaching geography or it's it's sociology so it's not thinking oh, i've got to reinvent the wheel and, and and do it all as well as do all my marking as well as be present in all those lessons so it's really that's thank you for that that's really important to 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 know that that that's okay what about you Chloe? what do you think some of the sort of challenges might be other than obviously potentially obviously the workload the marking what other challenges are there that that one person departments might face that you know other departments that have got more people wouldn't potentially face I found that I struggled because when there's only just you, if you're stuck on something or you're trying to think of a, you've taught something to a class and it's not been, it's, they've not got it right. 
it's really difficult sometimes to think of a new way to deliver it. And that's where I agree. I think going and looking at what other people are doing and taking things from other subjects. So I had a year where for the life of me, I just couldn't get my year 12s to understand 30 markers. They were not writing enough. They didn't understand why they needed a conclusion. Um, and I went to a really lovely geography lesson where the teacher had almost broken it down to almost like a flow chart. She'd made like a flow chart template and begged her, was like, please, can I borrow your template so I don't have to go make my own? She gave it over. I handed it to that class and all of a sudden they could understand what they were doing. And I think it is being on your own, it's very difficult to get out of what you see. And actually, you need to make that time to go to other departments and go and see other people or look at Facebook or all the wonderful websites that I could mention, endless lists of sociology teachers' websites that you can borrow things from. But actually just going and looking and seeing what other people are doing because if not, you do just get kind of stuck in a rut of, well, this is how I teach. And you need to develop beyond that for the kids to stay engaged as well. Mm, definitely, because I think there's such a valid point that, you know, as a one person department, you've got no one else to bounce off of you. You think, oh, like like 30 mark or whether it's, you know, 10 mark with an item or even just a theoretical concept. It's like, how do you, you know, and then when you've got other people, you've got them to bounce off and it can be feel like, so even it might be a case of just talking to someone outside the department or you know someone with in another faculty just going to them you know i've tried to teach this uh, bounce it off with because you haven't got that person in your department necessarily do that because you're a one person department is everything else matt do you feel like you could add to that as clubby said or is that they sort of the main challenges and that you can think of yeah i thought I, I think that's spot on there are so many people on like edgy twitter and facebook that are fantastic and if you can kind of filter out the the negative aspects of those platforms sharing and, and and being brave enough to put stuff up and go i've done this mm -hmm. and getting feedback on it and not worrying if someone doesn't like it um, yeah is, is really good and also i i mentor pgce students when i can um from my old course and it's brilliant because you can watch someone else teach stuff and they're learning their trade too and you're mentoring them from a professional point of view, but also they can reinvigorate your curriculum, they can reinvigorate lessons, and they can be a really nice voice in a very temporary in a very temporary way. Uh, I don't think I've learned loads just by having that and discarding so many things. You know, I've got stacks and stacks of resources that I'll never use again because they're out of date or they only worked in a certain way, or I bettered them somehow. And and that comes from having trust in other people's voices, I think, you know, when you're on your own, it's, it's a big thing for me. Mm, so well said, especially like, I think sometimes, like you said, NQTs or ETTs, whatever you want to call them, they come in with that sort of, that fresh eyes and like going back to what Chloe said, sometimes when you're in that sort of headspace, you don't necessarily see like the other ideas. Oh yeah, I could just sort of change the way I look at it like that way uh, as well. And even just sometimes thinking about this as you're talking, just the, sometimes the social bit, is really like it depends how your one per, your department set up or whether you're with other humanities or not. But sometimes it can be really quite a, a lonely experience. Sometimes you know, like if you are the only sociology teacher or you're with some other teachers from other subjects, it's you know sociology teachers may think or see things slightly differently, and you know, like some of, like the way we write our essays might be different or the way we get to analyze or whatever. And so that can be quite lonely because you're like, oh, 
I've got no one to share the social like because hearing that in your voice and obviously Chloe's as well that's sort of love for sociology but you haven't got anyone that equally loves it the same as you you're like uh who else loves sociology like and that's, that's what I think that's the bit that I always think about is I just sorted out another fellow sociologist that I can geek off with I think that's the bit that maybe you might miss if you're in a one-person department um, so you've spoken a lot about overcoming various things like you talked about sort of Facebook and, and looking at Educate Twitter and all those type of things, also looking at other people in different departments. The one thing I think I'm sort of we're all going to come to soon, I'd imagine, in academic year as one person departments that might be a challenge is moderation and marking. And, you know, obviously when you're a one person department, that can be a challenge. So what do you what how do you get around this like Chloe, start with Chloe how do you get around the moderation element as a one-person department like like marking the 30 markers on your own or etc because obviously you've got to mark them but where's that moderation going to take place and how do you do that so in terms of marking because I'm being a solo department I um created some feedback sheets using the um the different kind of like looking at the different mark bands where I could just highlight it really quickly so the students could see where they were. In terms of moderation, I've been very lucky that I've got a head of department who was willing to come and help me and kind of spent their time looking over and did a little bit of training, bless them, to kind of come and support me. I've also been very lucky to link up with local schools and just kind of put myself out there and say, I've got this moderate, this I need to moderate. Is anyone willing to come and support me? I'm more than happy to do it in return. And that's what the Facebook group is I feel is also quite good for as well if you are on them is if you are stuck um and I notice it quite a lot of people going I've got this answer is anyone willing to look over it and you'll end up with 30 to 40 people giving their opinion and providing really good feedback of this is what I think it is and this is why and I think that's I think in the modern day where we've got technology sociology being excited here um where we've got that technology and it getting better, the fact that we have access to so many people works in our favour as a one-person department. Yeah, definitely. So that technology um, and and get. I think what you said was really important. There was the idea of putting yourself out there on a limb and going, "Oh, you know, here's this. What do you think?" It's not saying that you're like you can't mark. It's saying that actually I, I care about marking. I think there's a different narrative behind it. It's not saying I can't mark. It's saying that I think. I want to do best by the students and I want someone else to sort of glance at it. Especially with, 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 we know with certain different bands of different, whole range of different examples, the way that sociology is like, it isn't, it's not an exact science. It's not like do this, do this, do this. It, it's holistic when you mark and, you know, it, it's a feel for the essay. So sometimes, you, like you said, you can overthink the question or you may, like, it's just nice to put yourself out there and get a different opinion. Um, what, so what you, you're lucky enough, to, Chloe, to sort of, work with other schools what do you do Matt to to moderate um I've gone through various kind of iterations of that so I'm part of a large academy so we have these hubs and there wasn't one for sociology so I kind of set one up by just saying who else teaches sociology and offering to share lessons to share moderate so I've shared moderation before with another school in the trust um, and that was really useful because I could then show my students, well, that's how it's taught down the road. And mm. how does your essay compare? And, and getting the students to see what the exam board asks for and simplifying that. And, and it's about kind of how you train yourself and train your students, I think, really saves you a lot of work. So going to AQA sessions is really powerful. Um, 
using a lot of model answers and using a lot of resources elsewhere and being open to share. You know, I share within my trust, but I've always shared on Facebook and things like that if people want it, um, which I think is important. And the last thing is amongst colleagues. So I have a great humanities department where a lot of our kids will do sociology, they'll do RE, they'll do geography, they'll do history in various amounts, various combinations. So if I find a kid that I'm really struggling with their written work for whatever reason, right, what else do they do in my department? What What's their English teacher saying about how they write? Because I might be missing something or I might be not adapting kind of the marking to give them the credit because I've got a fixed idea in my head of what, what a 6 out of 12, a 9 out of 12, a 12 out of 12 would look like. Um, and learning that, learning that over the years really has been the best way um, to the point where, again, it's like anything, feedback and efficiency kind of come with time, don't they? So you, you just have to, to do the work and put the hours in, I think. Yeah, definitely. And I think, like you said, like, it's that idea of, you know, look, sorting out those things that are already out there, whatever example people work for is, is or teach from, it's looking at that exemplar material that's already there, reading, examiner's reports as well and sort of becoming a scholar not just of sociology potentially but also of um you know whatever the example that you're you're teaching from and understanding that and the information they give and also just like you said sharing you know that that's sort of the key of that and i think you saw that give and take that happens as a result thinking about we talked a lot about the challenges of of it i sort of want to sort of end on what the great things about working in one book development i feel like myself i'm just i've taken that journey one person department big bigger department now back to one person uh and i was just sort of reflecting it myself when i knew i was talking to you guys what are the great things what are the benefits of working in a one person department without sounding like some sort of really, really weird narcissistic person because i just like to work on my own um Chloe, what do you think is good about working in a one person department uh no one to argue with does that count um <laughs> i think so yeah <laughs> i think um a massive thing for me kind of coming out of my teacher training was um a lot of like feeling having that confidence in myself and that ability to trust myself in my delivery of my lessons um almost kind of like self-efficacy the the knowledge and the fact that i can do this because um, I'd obviously I'd done my teacher training and I'd had the support and then I went into this school with no one there to support me well I had support there but I didn't have anyone teaching it with me and it was almost a, a trial by fire but I'm kind of glad I had it because it made me believe in my ability and that I can do my job so on the days where you have those days where and everyone has them where you're like why am i doing this why why have i chosen this job it's really hard i look back at it and i go no i'm i'm good at this job i'm good at my job i love my job and look how far i've come and i think that's kind of because i've had to rely on myself i'm very good at motivating myself to keep going mm, definitely is that uh, when you when you're solely accountable to those results it's sort of i think it keeps you slightly on your a game and you know what I mean? Like, not saying you wouldn't be in an A game if you were working with other people, but you sort of go, oh, they might, like, mop that bit up or whatever. You Like, you've got to keep yourself, like, literally on it and you're accountable to yourself. And actually, you can say to yourself, oh, I can do that. Like, I, I, I can do Look, last year or the year before, whatever that might be. So, yeah, definitely. Anything else, Matt, that you think is great about being a one-person department, other than the fact that you don't have to argue with anybody else? Not that sociologists would argue, would debate. <laughs> No, um, of course not. No, I'm not known for being argumentative, I guess. Um, but uh, 
I think it it's nice in the sense that you become maybe an authority is the wrong word, but you're the sociology person. That's that it's like an identity amongst the staff and the kids. So if there's anything that they think is related related to to what we do, they come to you and you get that dialogue and it's really not like I was teaching one child policy the other day. So I was talking to the head of geography about it and stuff. And it's been like, oh, what are you doing teaching my subject? And, it, and you can be that smuggle sociology is all subjects, you know, and things like this. So it's that nice scholarship that you can bring into lessons and you can, you know, staff, if, if anyone walks past my room, I will try and drag them in and get their views and, you know, use their teach, you know, if I'm teaching anything like, where I can get another member of staff in and use them as, a, as almost as a prop or, or a sounding board. And it's nice because then they, they come back and they're like, oh, thanks for that. Or, you know, or they're terrified and they leave you alone. So <laughs> it's that sense of like, it, it's a uniqueness that I think sometimes if you're in a, in a massive subject in a massive department, you can fade into the background a little bit. And I've seen that happen to colleagues before. Or like you say, you can find people that the workload isn't shared, you know, it keeps you honest being on your own because you have to market, you have to plan it, you have to moderate it. You can't expect that someone else will do it, you know. Um, so it's a double-edged sword that. But mm. I, yeah, I think I think really just just from my point of view, bringing a subject that I love to to the school and to the community is has been the the, the greatest kind of benefit really. Um, oh, definitely, that yeah, for me. You see that sense as soon as I met, like, like spoke to you, that was like, you know, you sound like a true sort of enthusiast about sociology. I'm now we're conscious of time. I'm going to leave it with a one word answer or a couple of word answers. You're currently a one person department, including myself, who are a group of one person departments at the moment. Will you or do you want to grow the department? That means you're no longer a one person department. Yes or no and why in a literally a soundbite. Come to you first, Chloe. Yes, because it will benefit the students. Oh, lovely. <laughs> Matt, follow on from that. Exactly what Chloe said. She's nailed it. Yeah, growth is good. So would always, always grow sociology everywhere. Yeah, I totally agree. I think if I, I really want, there's a, a, a doctor I really want to get onto this a podcast who talks about the benefit of teaching sociology and not just for a, a subject that needs to go off and do A-levels and do a degree. It's the notion of sociology and, and what that offers to a human being um, and the empathy they grow. So definitely totally agree with you on that. So all the best for growing your departments. And maybe the next time I speak to you, you're not a one-person department, but you've multiplied into a two or three-person department. Thank you for your time this evening. And I really appreciate your ideas and your input. Thank you for having us. Thank you. Yeah, thank you so much. <laughs> That's all right. You take care and have a lovely evening. You too. You too. Thank you. Bye. Bye-bye. The Sociology Stuff Room is brought to you by tutor to you Sociology. Find us at tutor2u.net forward slash sociology or follow us on Twitter at tutor 2 sock or Instagram at tutor 2 sock You can also join our very lively Facebook groups for sociology teachers. See you soon.